got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. F that. You don't got time to say. All right, let's go. Break it. Break it, Glenn Cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Bill Self is back. He's back. He is. We'll be uh, discussing plenty over the show today. Spoke with the media earlier today. We'll we'll get you that audio in the five o'clock hour. We have some clips we'll play off the top here. Um, we will also be joined by Matt Tate at three forty to talk um, about that presser and some other KU basketball stuff. Nice light bulb audio. We got KU mailbag coming up. We have these uh, Masters updates that we'll be playing for you over the next three days, and um, it's cool that we have Masters updates. It's very not cool the times that they're at. <laughs> it's like 3.16 and 3.46. It really interrupts a lot of our programming for the day. So normally we would do our KU mailbag at 4.05, uh, but we're going to actually do our KU mailbag at like 4.20 today because of those master updates in between. But uh, nonetheless, plenty coming at you on today's show. Before we get into the self stuff, I, I should make mention of this. Not that this is a surprise. So we don't have to really go into it too much. But okay. uh, Jalen Wilson uh, released a tweet earlier today basically that yeah, yeah it's basically actually, said it's actually he's pretty going pretty funny. Uh, in the self press conference that happened this morning, he was said that he there was no announcement from Jalen yet, and then literally an hour or two hours afterwards, the announcement. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Jalen will be going pro. Uh, certainly, will be remembered as a great all time Jayhawk. He'll have his jersey retired in uh, yeah. you know a handful plus of years from now, and we'll be looking forward to that day and wish him the best. Yeah, in I mean, the this pros. was this was a one hundred percent foregone conclusion based on the season that he had, based on the fact that he's gone to the draft a couple times throughout his KU career and, and has come back to work on whatever. And and Bill Self said it, I thought said it best, which is you can't get much better than first-team All-American. You can't much, can't much better than twenty over 20 points per game. Yep. So he, he came back, did everything he could have dreamed of doing, and now he's off and wishing the best, like you said. So the big news of the day, Bill Self with, met with the media earlier today and – there were a lot of people who were worried. They were thinking, oh, no, is he going to retire? Is this going to be a retirement press conference? All this stuff. No, no. <laughs> Just an end of offseason thing. No need to, to overreact to it. Um, yes. Yeah, listen, we we do overreaction segments. This was an overreaction. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, Bill Self spoke for a long time. Uh, there were a lot of questions. That is probably the most media people I have ever seen in that room before. I mean, it was it was packed, seat to seat. A lot of people there because I think there were a lot of people who were like, oh, is he going to retire? Like, we got to be there for that. <laughs> um, so it didn't end up happening. But he spoke a lot about basically what happened over the course of the process. We heard about, you know, the the timetable of everything. We heard about uh, some things of, you know, what it would have taken for him to coach. We've, we have we heard about the, the health side of things. We heard all sorts of stuff. We even heard some off-season discussion at the end of the conversation. But I think the most prevalent thing is what would this mean for Bill Self for this season? You know, is is he going to have any impact on him coaching this next season? Is he going to be back? Is he going to need a sabbatical? Uh, does this impact him long term, right? Because, 
You know, I think yeah. it was in his mid fifties. He talked about how he didn't really expect himself being someone who wanted to coach like till he was, you know, uh, at an upper age. But then, just like two years ago, he made the comment that like, you know, now that I'm almost sixty, like I don't feel that old. And, and he made a, kind of a similar <laughs> comment today, like I'm I'm not that old. And yeah, um, I, I think it's true that you know you you have that kind of young heart, and he gets to that point where he was basically like. I could see myself doing this for a lot longer. I didn't realize this is how I would feel at this point in time. And so you had questions about, well, would this health thing change that up to where it was like, okay, now you don't feel that way. Now you you do have questions about your health. Uh, would that change the way you would look long term? Uh, those things were, were pretty answered well by Bill Self. Here is one of the first quotes that he said to, to one of the questions that uh, was about as definitive as you would get about his coaching future. Well, unless uh, the, uh, unless uh, my athletic director, my my chancellor makes a decision uh, 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 to contradict that, that I am 100% positive uh, uh, I will be coaching at the University of Kansas this upcoming season and hopefully many more after that. Okay, point blank, 100% positive <laughs> he will be coaching this season and hopefully many more after that. I think it's really fascinating where after in the in the aftermath of this uh, incident or as Bill Self called it, episode uh, in the aftermath of this episode uh, the general public thought process or reaction to it was oh this is this is something that maybe could accelerate thoughts of retirement could accelerate thoughts of okay maybe I do want to go ahead and get out of coaching whatever but from everything Bill Self said it seems to have had the inverse reaction it seems to have had the complete opposite react opposite effect on Bill Self where it's like he had this situation uh, he missed some time, and it seems to have rekindled the the competitive fire in him, and rekindled that passion, rekindled all that stuff. Like it's it's been the it's been a complete 180 from what I think most people thought it, thought it might happen to him uh, over the course of this, uh, which I think is really interesting. And and uh, I thought Bill Self did a great job of delineating how he feels or how his health impacts this as well. Where he was basically he basically said, you know, hey, the some of this this past. 20 years of coaching and whatnot, I haven't done the best job of taking care of myself, like mentally, physically, uh, and whatnot. And this situation has prompted him to now refocus on that, which furthermore could really extend what, how long he wants to coach. Right. So I, I think that's really fascinating is that, is that throughout all of this, everybody just assumed, Oh, this is something where he's going to think, man, you know, my health, maybe I need to go ahead and retire earlier or, or, you know, whatever, take a step back. When in reality, Based on everything Bill Self said today, it seems to have had the complete opposite effect. Yeah, and that was a big piece of this. Um, him talking about, you know, the basically want to that this created for him. Um, that it did. It, it was like you take something away that you love doing so much, and it just makes you want to do it more. And that was a big piece of it. Um, here, here's another clip from from Bill Self speaking from earlier today. Yes. I think that's a, a very fair question. I think the last uh, uh, several weeks, I've been able to reflect on a lot of things. Okay. Uh, 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 the one thing I can tell you without question, I miss my job. I love my job and I want to do my job for a long time. That's what is positive. Uh, uh, now for me to be as effective doing that, I think I have to, you know, wake up a little bit and, and, and maybe do some things from from a, a lifestyle standpoint, a personal habit standpoint that I've been very, very, very inconsistent with my entire adult life. 
So, so, and I said that jokingly earlier, you know, can you imagine a doctor telling you you need to lose weight, eat right, and exercise, you know? And, and, and I've been told that a long time, but I'm taking that serious for the first time I probably have in, 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 in my life. So, so uh, but to answer your question, all this did from a job standpoint was reconfirm how much I love doing what I do. Okay, so uh, there, there's plenty more other quotes. There's plenty more other great bits of audio about the health stuff, about his future with coaching, about his want to, yeah. uh, even some off-season stuff. We will share all that audio throughout the 5 o'clock hour here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. So you're going to want to tune into that uh, through KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. We uh, are also going to get into our KU mailbag later in the show. Matt Tate's going to join us at 340 right here. Um, and we'll get more into, because uh, we, we have a master's update coming out here in uh, a few minutes. Um, so I don't want to get too heavy into some more Bill Self stuff right now. We'll get to more of that after the master's update real quick here. So I guess I'll just throw a uh, bit of news just uh, before we do go to break here. Did you see that Cam Martin is heading to Boise State? Yes. Yes, I did. And I, uh, I think that's really exciting. And We'll see where some of the other guys from KU land, but you know Cam Martin is a guy that came in, and I don't really know what the expectations were, but it just you know whether via injury or whatever, he just wasn't really ever able to to get it going. It felt like so, uh, you know, disappointing for him at Kansas, but certainly wishing the best. And I think one of the great things about about KU and even Bill Self talked about Cam Martin actually. Uh, but one of the great things about KU is I think it really is true when people say you're a Jayhawk for life, like guys that come through the program. Even if they end up leaving and going somewhere else, generally, uh, KU fans and whatnot continue to support them wherever they go. And I, I think that'll be the same with Cam Martin and with the other guys from, from last year's team. Well, there was the video clip of him kind of burning some bridges. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, no, I did see that, actually. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, if, if you're a player and you feel like you're not being utilized properly then i guess i guess but that's it just what you say kind of comes on deaf ears when it's the best coach in college basketball you know well i think that just translates to you kind of suck well it's just because that's basically if you haven't seen the clip basically he talks about that yeah he felt like he was misused and bill self didn't know how to use necessarily a stretch five and maybe there there's a little bit of truth but like the idea is if cam martin would have just been better bill self would have worked the offense around him because Probably, he's yeah. so good at adjusting yeah. anyway uh that's neither here nor now now there good luck to cam martin at boise state we'll talk more about the bill self stuff coming up after this master's update and a quick timeout. this is klwn depend on it Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Matt Tate is going to join the show here in about 15 minutes. And right now, with Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. So once again, Bill Self met with the media earlier today. We we talked about some of the biggest comments about him reaffirming his his love for coaching and, and how this... Um, you know, I, yeah. I guess maybe the best example I could show you with that, because we shared the two clips, but this one was not one of the clips that we shared. And again, we'll have yeah. the full audio for you in the five o'clock hour. There was one point where Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star asked him a question kind of in those same regards. I forget exactly what the question was. Um, Bill Self responded and he goes, do you like golf? And Sam was like, well, no, not really. I don't golf. So he's like, well, what's something you like? <laughs> and Sam was like, I like playing with my kids. He's like, well, if, if I told you you couldn't play with your kids for a month, then when that month ended, what would you want to go do? He's like, play with my kids. 
And he's like, wouldn't you miss it more? Wouldn't you value it more? And that's the comparison, the the analogy or metaphor, whatever it would be, that ended up being what I think best distributes it. For some guys, it might be like a... Because I, I think this would be different if... Like, let's say... I, and I'm not trying to... I guess this is difficult with health stuff because I'm not trying to be like, oh, this wasn't a big deal. It was a very big deal. It was a very big deal. But the way he talked about it today, he brought up the fact that it was a routine procedure and that people usually get over these and have fruitful lives after and stuff like that to where it's something that for him, it's not like a, hey, I need to look in the mirror and maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. For him, it's a, I need to look in the mirror and just work on some things so that my health is better, but... This to me was proof of how much I love coaching. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly. pretty cool. Like I was saying earlier, like it it had it had almost the complete opposite effect that you would think that people thought it was going to have, which is instead of a wow, I need to step away from coaching and like you know look at this. Instead, it was the opposite. It was wow, I need to take better care of my health a little bit so I can continue doing what I love mm-hmm. longer, right? Uh, which which I thought was really really interesting because yeah, I mean you know. If you want to coach for a long time, you gotta you gotta take care of your health, right? And I think it's from everything that Bill Self said today. It, it, this was a situation where uh, he's kind of looking at that a little bit differently, maybe than he ever did before. Which, but you know, through you know a healthier lifestyle and things like that, so that he can keep coaching as long as he wants to. Because at the end of the day, that again, it's just to circle back ten years ago. Maybe he didn't expect he wanted to keep coaching this long, but. Because of how much he loves it, because of clearly how much he enjoys it and everything, he he does want to keep going, right? Yeah. And that's the biggest takeaway for me is this is this is not a guy who uh, is sees himself retiring anytime soon at this point. And in fact, he even said he even said that himself. Yeah. Now beyond that stuff, um, I, I think there were also some interesting offseason comments from for Bill sure. Self toward the end of the presser. Um, I, I went into the presser. <laughs> I don't know if this makes me like a bad person or what, but I, I went into the presser not expecting this to be as much about the retirement stuff. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to ask him about if KJ Adams is going to be a four or a five man. And then it ended up being like a 35 minute presser, mostly about the health stuff. I didn't get the question in, but like, oh, well, we'll get to that later because you start <laughs> realizing halfway through like, yeah, maybe maybe that question served for a better one. Uh, but anyway, uh, so at, at the end, you did get a couple offseason ones. And, and the first part of it is about, I guess you could go two ways. Uh, there was part of it talking about kind of the transfer portal. There was another part of it talking about the returners uh, of the team, so to speak, or the guys that are leaving, yeah. uh, basically players who were on this past year's team. As far as the transfer portal goes, Self basically made a comment about that he has to be very involved in the portal and he is right now and it's not that that's surprising right because you know uh, we know they have a lot of scholarships because you only you only have much you only have what four guys returning right now yeah that like besides the incoming freshman you have what four guys coming back yeah so like it's not surprising in any any bit it's just the idea of how matter of fact and how firm he was in saying it that almost makes you feel like you know maybe we've seen a few recruits where it's like oh this player's heard from Kansas or Kansas has set up a visit with this guy it almost makes me think that they are working the portal like at such a high degree that we don't even have an idea of like what (laughs) players or or to what level of contact they've had with certain players and that maybe they are further along with like certain guys than we might think. That's the great thing about portal season is you you know you'll see reports of well this school 
contacted this recruit, this school contacted this guy. And it's like you never really ever get any more explanation of what contact means. You know, I, we talked about that last week, right? Does if you say if you say Kansas contacted this school, this player, is it an email, text, phone call? Like what what are we talking about here? And generally you don't get an, any explanation on that. Normally yeah. it's just you you see a guy, hear from some schools, and then it just kinda goes from there. Um, so it's it's certainly something where the comment about him saying uh, we would love a center who could score 20, who could give you 20 <laughs> and 10. That'll probably be the most notable part of the transfer portion of the talk. And there's a couple guys in the portal who are ba- basically put yeah, I mean, up 20 that, and 10. That kind of narrows it down to just two guys, right? Right, Graham E.K., Hunter Dickinson, yeah. come on down. Like one of those two guys. But again, I don't know. Maybe there's people in the portal that are that are going to be in the portal that we don't even know about. Uh, I, I don't think that was necessarily self-saying, like, oh, it would be someone who, like, it, it is those two guys. Although yeah. those two guys do make sense. <laughs> I think it's more so just him saying in general, like, we want a true force of a center to come in here. Um, so that's certainly interesting because it kind of confirms – Everything that we've kind of thought about them in the transfer portal that, like, I don't necessarily know that center is the top priority. He said uh, we're looking for, you know, players who can play on the wing who are athletic, have good height, and can maybe shoot a little bit. Again, no surprise there. But it's with the center position that's the most intriguing because that's the one where it's almost like, like, you have to get some wings. You have to. You don't have the wing bodies. You don't necessarily have to get a center, but if you do, you might as well get like an impact one. And it sounds yes. like that's kind of what they're they're looking at it as. Yeah, for sure. And then the second part of it, when he was talking about the guys leaving, obviously now we know Jalen's gone. He briefly kind of discussed the Gray situation a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, the Kevin McCuller one, which in classic Bill Self fashion, he, fashion, he kind of danced around the one question about uh, McCuller. And, but I, what I do think that he said that was, it, that was a lot of truth to in that was he said flat out, hey, we're operating as if all those guys are gone. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to, right? In this era of, of college basketball, you have to, right? You can't you you can't bank on hoping a guy comes back. You have to operate as if, hey, this guy is going to go to the draft, and we have to assume he's gone. And if he comes back, great, but we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to fill our roster for next season, regardless of if that, guy, if, if that guy's going to come back or not. We have to approach it from a standpoint of, hey, he's gone. And we're gonna have to fill that. And if he comes back, even better, right? That's a good problem to have. So I thought there was a lot of truth to that statement. But obviously, McCuller hasn't announced yet, so we don't know for sure. Uh, you know, the, it's possible he could come back. He's got a COVID year, uh, so I don't know. But I, I thought, I thought that part of it was really interesting. Of that's the way you have to approach it in college basketball today. You, you have to approach it as if you have a guy, you know, declare for the draft. You have to assume he's gone. You can't, you can't, as a coach, as a coaching staff, you can't have wishful thinking and hope that he and bank on him coming back. You have to look at what you need with that player gone and move forward with that. So, like, Wings is a great example. Like, obviously, if McCullough comes back, you probably still need a few more Wings, but certainly you already get one right there, right? But you can't assume that. You can't bank on that if you're if you're the key coaching staff, and I think they haven't done that. They've certainly done their due diligence of determining what they want to get in the portal, and uh, I found that to be a really interesting section of his discussion. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, and then that McCuller stuff, when he was talking about, like, yeah, Grady Dick, like, of course he was going to go pro, and with Jalen Wilson, like, uh, of course he's going to go pro, and then he kind of cut it off there, and it was exactly. like, well, yeah. he kinda, is there something he there? He kind of skirted around it. Yeah, with Kevin. Yeah. Not to say that he's not going to, but that, yeah, it certainly does seem like it is maybe in more discussion than we've certainly talked about. We've talked about it being as 
pretty much a done deal. I mean, that was kind of the assumption. I think he, he did senior night, right? Um, and maybe it still will yeah. be a done deal. But yeah, I guess we should start talking about that head. more. Is is are there guys that have done senior night and then come back ever? I'm trying to think if like. Did Mitch Lightfoot maybe do it and then have the extra year? Or did like a player who came back for the extra year for COVID maybe do it? Not that I can remember, to be completely honest. Huh. But I could be wrong on that. So if anybody knows the answer to that, you can hit us up at RCST1320. Um, so, yeah, some some interesting offseason stuff. That was certainly the bulk of it. He also said in regards to Kyle Cuff, like, they didn't know the answer totally, like, which way that's leaning one way or another. So yeah. you're kind of waiting on him. You're waiting on the decision with Kevin, which I would imagine the Kevin decision will take longer because he's, if he's going to go through the NBA draft process, that's that's certainly part yeah, of it. Yeah, because at this point, if you're going to hit the portal, you, you time is kind of working against you the longer you wait. Yeah. Um, real quick, other news and notes. By the way, UConn is your national champions. We didn't have a show yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, we didn't get started. Uh, yeah, congrats to UConn. Uh, that's basically all I have to say. Good uh, job, Tiana UConn. Jackson is back for the KU women's basketball team. That's a big deal. I think, in my mind, the expectations of the team should be they should be a top 25 team next year. Yeah. Uh, assuming they bring back all these players that I expect them to. Uh, Tiana Jackson, the leader, she's going to be, I would imagine, one of the five, maybe three, uh, front runners for Big 12 Player of the Year coming into the season. Yeah. And if you start there, then you should be a really good team. So that's a big deal for her to come back. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're going to take a uh, time out here when we come back. Matt Tate of Lawrence Journal World, KUSports.com. We'll talk a little uh, self presser takeaways with Matt, maybe a little KU women's basketball in there, KU men's basketball offseason as well. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. Joined now by Matt Tate of the Lawrence Journal World, KUSports.com. It was a packed media room to hear what Bill Self had to say earlier today. As you'd guess, Matt was there. Uh, And there was a lot that was uh, discussed from Bill Self's point of view. Uh, Most of it was about the health stuff and and his commitment to coaching. At the end, we heard a little bit of off-season stuff. Just just starting with the the health portion of things from Bill Self and, and how committed he was to the program. Um, what was your biggest takeaway? Were, were you surprised by anything? I guess what was the biggest thing for you from the presser earlier today? Um, yeah, no, good question. I, I, I don't I don't think anything really surprised me. I think um, the main thing was this, uh, this, this guy sitting before us today who we, you know, see a lot, right? I, I mean, I see him as much as anybody all year that's not on his team or in his family. And, and um, it's been, you know, a month since, since we saw him. And so to see him who we all know is, is as competitive as they come, as driven as they come, as, as determined as they come, you know, as tough as they come, like to see him sit there and explain in, in pretty great detail um, how serious this was and how serious he took it um, was was pretty cool to see. You know, I mean, I think that there there are a lot of factors that went into um, how that all played out, and I think a lot of them were 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 very fortunate for him and that he listened and and was taking good advice and listening to his family and doctors and things of that nature. And and um, you know, th- there's certainly some some 
some sort of narrative or, or alternate path that could have been way worse. This could have been a guy who, you know, well, I'm pretty tough and I'm from Oklahoma and my dad's tough and we talk about mules and wagons all the time. And so I, my chest hurts a little bit, but I'm going to, you know, take a take an antacid or something and go to bed and, and I'll be fine. You know, it would have been really easy for him to, to, to treat it that way. And so um, for him to take it serious enough to get to the point where, he went in there and found out, hey, you got something going on, you know, that we need to address. Was was um, was so cool. I mean, really, like like for all of us, and you know, I- anybody of any age, really, that, that you know has family and cares about people and all that stuff. You know, you you gotta you gotta take a lesson from this and and and, and take care of yourself first and foremost, so that you can be there for for your friends and your family and your teams and all those things. So. For for a guy that has spent most of his career grinding toward do whatever it takes, um, you know, at all costs to 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 win and to be the best and all that, um, it, it was cool to watch him go back over just just how serious he took this. And I, I think he looks good. He sounds good. You know, uh, obviously he said he feels good and and is headed toward better and brighter days. I mean. He, he's clearly, you know, determined to to not just have this be something that he got lucky with, but to to have this be something that he learns from and and um, you know changes his lifestyle a little bit, changes his habits a little bit, and eats better, exercises more, stresses less, all those things that that are really hard for for college basketball coaches to do. But he seems determined to do it. So to me, that was that was the biggest takeaway was just this is this was a real human thing and a real human moment and um for him to sit there and, and kind of recount it all after just living it was was cool to watch yeah and then at the end we heard some uh, off-season talk a little bit from bill self as well he discussed kind of the the up in the air uncertainty about what the deal with kyle cuff is going to be uh certainly it seems like the door has been at least cracked open a little bit with Kevin McCuller possibly returning which you know 4 weeks ago seemed like that would have been uh, crazy at this point we heard some transfer portal talk too um i, I guess we'll start with the Kevin McCuller thing we played that percentage game a couple weeks ago with all the guests we had on where uh for Grady Dick what percentage you would put it at him returning i'd be curious to know your number on what you would put on Kevin McCuller right now and if it would be higher than Grady Dick yeah, for sure. I, I, I have not thought about a percentage for Kevin before right now. Um, but I think that I, I think that it would be you know, pretty high to be honest with you. I don't know that it's it's quite fifty fifty, but it it very well might be because um there's an opportunity there for him. And the one thing that you heard today that, that you don't ever hear from Bill Self is a very blunt, um, direct statement about, you know, the, what, what quote unquote, the best move for a kid might be. Um, for the most part, he, you know, he shoots these guys straight and not even for the most part, he always shoots these guys straight. And if it's time for them to go, it's time for them to go. And he'll tell them that, and, you know, we've rehashed that on this show and I'm sure you have with others a hundred times. And, and for him to say today, you know, in, in these very words, there's no question that Kevin McCuller could benefit from staying. Um, that's pretty strong language right there. And so it, it, it definitely, you know, perked my ears up and made me think there might be something more to this than, than any of us think. So it's, it's pretty, to me, it's got to be pretty close to, 
40 to 50 percent for Kevin to return. Um, you know, self mentioned this today. He's going to Kevin's going to go test the process and get the feedback, and and he should and. Everybody else that has goals of playing at the next level should do that, too, every year. Um, those are the rules, and, and they make that possible. But uh, Kevin McCuller, man, could do a lot worse than to return to Kansas. Um, could he be the next Ochai, the next Jay Will? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly not without – um, you know, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities that he could come back and be the man and and really help himself and be- boost his stock and all that. Um, he could also come back and just be really good and solid like he was this year and, you know, not really change a whole lot. So it, without knowing directly, you know, his goals and his kind of his, his mindset about all of this, it's, it's hard to know what 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 any of us can say would be the right move, but um, th- there are definitely way worse things than playing another year at Kansas, and plenty of guys have shown that over the years, and I think that, um, you know, Kevin coming back would be a huge lift for this team. There's no question. They would all of a sudden be, well, hey, now you get three starters back instead of just two, and um, you've got the two best defensive players maybe in the entire conference coming back. And so from a, from a KU standpoint and a team standpoint, uh, his his – his return would be massive news, as big a news as you can get on the recruiting trail ever. Um, but, you know, I, I do know and self-pointed this out, right? Like, he, it, would, it would take being in school a sixth year and, and getting on that Mitch Lightfoot plan and, and, you know, becoming a doctor before you leave and all those things. And, and maybe that's just not for him. So, um, but, yeah, he, the door is definitely open there. And if self-telling us that, there's no question that he's communicated the same and maybe more to Kevin and to his family. And so they know where they stand. You know, they, they, they know that, that the opportunity is there. Um, it's just a matter of sorting out what, what's the best move for them. And, and that'll be something to follow, man. That'll be really interesting because it would be, it would, it would be a pretty big swing if he decides to, to stay at Kansas one more year. We've known that the transfer portal was going to be an important part of KU's offseason I guess what were your takeaways from Bill Self's comments regarding the transfer portal today about what he's what they're looking for and and how that process is playing out for them? Yeah, I mean, the the, the advantage that, that a guy like Self or a guy like Calipari or 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 Tom Izzo even or you know Mark Few or whatever. I mean, the advantage that those guys have is that it, it's it's really hard to find a kid who wouldn't want to play at Kansas or Kentucky or Michigan State or Gonzaga, right? I mean, it's just those, those places, they don't just hand out spots to everybody. And, and if, if those coaches come calling and, and you get the opportunity to do that and then you feel like it fits your game and it fits your goals and all those things, um, man, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing for, for a lot of kids that, that may find themselves in that, in that position in the next however many years. Um, so having said that, the, the advantage that self and Kansas and those other schools, and, and there's some others too, um, that they have when it comes to the portal is that at the very least, just about every kid that enters the portal is going to think, I would think anyway, is going to think about, well, maybe Kansas, right? Like it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're, the guard from Oral Roberts or, you know, the, the, uh, the big man from Michigan or anybody in between there, various skill sets, various star, star qualities, all those things. I mean, 
you have to think that those guys are looking at, you know, where can I get the best coaching? Where can I get the best exposure? Where can I have the best chance to win? And Kansas is going to be the answer, or at least one of the answers to that, those questions every time. And so, so you have that advantage to where if you're Bill Self, you can pick up the phone and call just about any kid in the portal and say, hey, you want to have a conversation about coming to play at Kansas? And that doesn't mean any kid or every kid will say yes. That doesn't mean every kid thinks KU's the right fit. That doesn't mean every kid wants to come play for Self, who's, you know, very, very demanding. And, and it's, it's obviously well known that that's the way he, he does business. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't guarantee you're getting anybody, but it does almost certainly guarantee that you can make that phone call to anybody you want. And so I think that that's a huge advantage. And then I think that makes the, the whole process easier because then you can say like he did today, right? What do we need? Well, we need a couple of wing shooters. Well, of course they do. They're losing Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick. You know, I mean, yeah, you got to have guys that can put the ball in the basket from the outside. Probably wouldn't mind having another big man. I mean, I think he joked today and said a big man that, that goes for 20 and 10 every night. Well, yeah, that, that'd be great. Um, that's out there, right? Like Hunter Dickinson is close to that and uh, would probably be damn close to that if he came to KU. So, the, the, you know, there's probably a call there. That probably is a thing that's going to happen one way or the other. And, you know, if you get him, you get him. If you don't, you don't. But the fact that those options are out there, um, to me, is, is, is what, what makes it, you know, I know people are tired of the portal already, but, but I think it's really cool. I, I think it is because I think every school, in a sense, ha- has a chance every year to kind of reinvent itself a little bit. And at Kansas, it's, it's reload. It's, it's, you know, these are the pieces we're missing. This is what we need. Go get it. And, and that may be easier than it is at a place like Colorado State or, or Vanderbilt or whatever, right? But even still, those schools and others have the advantage to go look through this ridiculously long list of players and say, well, there's a guy that fits. I've seen him play. Or, gosh, I didn't know he shot it that well or whatever. And, and so I, I think, you know, the, the, regardless of, of if the, they're the biggest names in the portal, or, you know, they're, they're the sexiest names even, the four players that KU's going to bring in that, that, that they're, they're going to pick out of the portal are, are going to be big-time players. They're going to be ready-made impact dudes, and, and, and they're going to have a huge role on next year's team, um, so much to the point that, that they may very well be next year's team. I mean, you've got Dewan and KJ, and that's a pretty nice core, especially with the two freshman big men, but... You know, if Kevin McCullough doesn't come back, then the four guys you add could be, you know, three starters and a, and a sixth man. I mean, that's that's pretty significant stuff there. That's that's your team right there. So um, I, I think it's going to be fun to follow, and I, I I think that it's it's cool for fans to kind of follow it too because they can they can see you know LJ. Prior, Caleb Love. Uh, I mean, these are big time names that are that are in the portal, and I'm not saying either of those guys are going to end up at KU, but but it's got to be fun for fans to sit there and go, "Wow, that'd be cool. I love that guy." Or 
oh, I hate that guy, but man, if he played for my team, I'd love him, you know, or whatever it is. So um, I, I think it has a whole different dimension, and and maybe that dimension is not for everybody, but but I think it's I think it's fun, and and uh, I, th- I think it really forces these coaches to be on their game, and and uh, I think it it forces them to not only identify talent and, and bring it in, but then then coach them up and put them together and make it work. And and to me, that's earning your money. That's that's in a lot of ways a lot harder than than recruiting four year guys. Um, and believing they're going to grow in your system. I mean, you're having to do this every single year now and turn it over and turn it over and turn it over. You know, that's that's way easier said than done. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, there are some certain things that, you know, I know for fans, you, you like having players stick around, get to know them more, but also I think it, it adds almost like an off-season element to college basketball that makes it it feel more year-round, and, and that's something that's been big in, like, the NBA with transaction season, and I know it's good for, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's good for you, it's it's good for us because it gives us off-season content, so I certainly don't mind it, uh, that's for sure. Now, uh, one player who will not be entering the transfer portal, Tiana Jackson, she's going to be returning for one last season at Kansas, uh, when you look at what the KU women's team did, winning the WNIT, they can bring back the whole roster. Obviously, Jackson gets that started. Uh, I kind of put the expectation that I think this should be a top 25 team next season to to kind of meet the goal of what they, I, I don't know, I, I think should be going for. Uh, what do you think the expectation for next year's women's team should be? Yeah, I love it. I think you're right on the money. And, and, and uh, you know, I might even go one step farther and say, like, it'll be a crime if they're not preseason top 25 next year. This, this team, if they all come back as, as seems to be the expectation and, and then they add a five-star talent like Samaya Nichols and, and, and look like Brandon Snyder can go hit the portal too, right? I mean, he, he might have a player to leave. We don't know. Um, but if they do, you know, their bench was, was hit or miss most of the season and it, it had a pretty good, stretch there toward the end of the season and, and and they started to get some bench production but there were times where the bench was non-existent so you know you're, you're not you're not necessarily it's just like the men's team it's like would you rather have bobby and zach and and mj stick around maybe maybe not you know you kind of know what they are and if they develop great if they don't then yeah they're, they're kind of going to be more the same right and so at least you know that if those guys leave you you get a chance to go bring in a, a, a better talent or, or a better fit or somebody who can impact it more. And so even if, if Brandon's team, you know, loses a player or two, he can go replace that player or two in the portal the same way that Bill Self and coaches in, in the in the men's and women's ranks all across the country can do. So I, I think that if you bring your core back, you add Samaya, and then you add a couple of portal players that – that have some experience and maybe, you know, bring some things to your bench that, that can really help you. Um, man, then, yeah, they're absolutely a top 25 team. And, and I think their expectations will be sky high. I think, you know, last year was a great taste. They got back to the NCAA tournament. They broke the, 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 the futility streak of just finishing in the big 12 seller and, not being taken seriously and and you know even they even won a game in the tournament and and that was exciting and and they all had huge hopes for this season and and fell a little bit short of that for a bunch of different reasons but i think that that you know what they did in that WNIT run was significant for a couple of reasons one they won i mean that's the goal every time you take the floor you got to you got to win and uh that gets noticed and and we saw what that did for the 
for the crowd and KU fans, and, and I think people will remember that and be more interested and more willing to, to jump on board a little earlier next season and have their own expectations for what this team can be. So that's cool, and all of a sudden you've got some accountability that you have to, you have to put in play there and, and live up to. Um, and then, you know, and then the other thing that the, that the WNIT run did that, that, that I thought was, was important was it, it, it came for those wins were against power five conference programs. You know, it's not like they just beat up a bunch of small schools. You know, they beat, uh, Nebraska and Washington and Missouri and Arkansas. And so, you know, obviously those teams missed the tournament too, but those are power five conference teams. Many of them were, in the mix for possibly an NCAA tournament bid at some point. And, and so, you know, you're beating those teams. You're beating those teams that you have to beat out next year to, to get back to the big dance and, and to be a part of that and, and to achieve the goals that you have. So I, I think top 25 is a, a minimum type of expectation. I think their ceiling is way bigger than that, and I, and I think they probably should and will. Um, go into the season with the, with the goal of being the Big 12 champs. And there's no reason they can't be, man. That, that team is so talented, and, and Jackson's so, such a difference maker, and then all those guards, and, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a fun team, and that was very fun. I mean, it, I'm sure they would have loved, loved, loved to get to the tournament for the second year in a row, just what that means from a program-building standpoint. But when that's not in the cards, the fact that, you got to play six games in front of your home fans and show them that brand of basketball and dominate teams and, and, and build the excitement and watch the crowds grow and all that stuff. I mean, it, it was really cool, and they should be really proud of that, and, and, and I know they are. He is Matt Tate. You can check out all his work in the Lawrence Journal world and at KUSports.com. Matt, appreciate the time as always. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the week, and uh, – I, hey, look, we we got a whole day back already. I I kept feeling this whole twenty minutes that it was Tuesday, but it's Wednesday. Yeah. So l- lucky us. Make it count. Enjoy your day. One day closer to the weekend. And he is Matt Tate. <laughs> Check out all his work. Use that extra day. Read him at KUSports.com and in the Lawrence Journal World. The Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. One hour down, two to go. This is RCST. Welcome back into RCST on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We uh, we'll get to another Masters update a little later and finish out that Lance Lightbolt audio. Bill Self audio coming in the five o'clock hour here, but it is now that time for the KU mailbag. At least it's almost that time. But first, guys, it is all about confidence. Confidence knowing you'll be ready to go when your partner is. Confidence knowing you'll be able to go a few extra rounds when needed. Confidence is what you get with the chewables from BlueChew.com. And it is an online unique service, if you don't know what Blue Chew is, delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at just a fraction of the cost. So you're saving money. They have mint flavor. It's chewable. You don't got to swallow a pill. They make this as easy as possible. And to make it even easier, you do everything online. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you get approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. Everything I've just mentioned is so easy. So, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code RCST at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code RCST to receive your first month for free. KU Mailbag time, your favorite. Your favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Our first one is from Tanner. This is from uh, last week. We didn't get around to it, so apologies for that, Tanner. If Cormac Ryan returns to college from the NBA Combine, should KU pursue him? I have heard he has as about as quick shooting release as Grady Dick, possible replacement. So he was at Notre Dame uh, last season, and he shot 34% from three on, on high volume, 183 attempts. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, 34%, that's like... That's kind of below average, really. Like last year, college it, it, teams collectively, at least, were shooting thirty-five percent average from three. So, yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys where you probably put him on the list to reach out to, but I don't think that he would be near the top of your list necessarily. Yeah, I, I will agree that I don't think he's near the top of the list necessarily. He's on the list, though. I, I do yeah I mean he's a he's a six five player who can play kind of as a guard and a wing. Um, Which that, he's does, played, that does check off some things for Kansas. Yeah yeah, he's played at the high major level and everything with with Notre Dame. Last season they were on a team that that made the uh, what second round of the NCAA tournament. I mean he's a he's a solid Talk player. Twenty twenty two. Yeah yeah yeah. Because um, this year they were bad right? Yes correct they were bad this year. And I don't know. I, I I know you're saying he only shot 34% from three and stuff, but it's it's high volume as the only guy who was really doing it for Notre Dame. Like the year before when he was more of just a spot-up shooter, he shot 40.7% from three. I think on the athletic, he's ranked as the number 39th transfer that's available right now. Um, I don't hate it. The, the thing is, though, again, like he's not at the top of my list. Because yeah. I think there He's are other the options. Point. I think there are other options that you can go to. Well, and I think for right now for Kansas, you Kansas needs guys in the portal that are more than just spot up shooters. Mm-hmm. Like this is this isn't a situation where you can bring in like an Isaiah Moss or a Jalen Coleman Lance. Like the needs for Kansas are a bit greater right now. Whereas like let's say Kansas is able to land a couple other guys and they have some more stuff nailed down, this could be a guy that is like one of the one of the guys you tack on at the end, right? Yeah. Where you've already filled out some of the other needs, and now okay, here's the guy you can get. But I think in terms of their greater needs, uh, they need more than just a spot up. More yes. than a spot up shooter. This would be the type of guy that you would bring to be on like what Jalen Coleman lands did. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Which is like a bench shooter. So the year before when they were really good that year, he was in the 88th percentile in the country in spot up shooting. This past year, he was only in the like 51st percentile, which was average. Um, so yeah, I, I think if he's if he's your backup option, like I'd rather have Nick Timberlake. If we're just talking like pure shooting prospects, I think Timberlake's better at it and can maybe add a little bit more of scoring than Cormac Ryan can. But yeah, don't hate it either. If it happened, I'd be like, okay, cool. But I'd yeah. also be like, well, that probably means you missed out on some people. Yeah. Uh, this one from Hawkman. If the KU woman win the WNIT, which they did, this was from last week too. We didn't get around to it. Where would they hang the banner? Uh, in Allen Fieldhouse, I guess. Imagination I don't, I don't, Land. I don't know. Are they going to hang a banner? <clears throat> well, I don't know. Because here's the deal. It's one of those things where, like, you're like, oh, yeah, the banners are so important, so cool. But when's the last time you were, like, in Allen Fieldhouse and just looked up and literally closely inspected every single banner hanging in Allen Fieldhouse? I don't know. I do it time to time. Maybe once or twice a year. Just you're bored. look up and just Yeah, it's during a everything. TV timeout. You're like, yeah, look around. <laughs> look at that thing right there. So, like, in terms of inside Allen Fieldhouse, where is it going to be? I don't know. And I don't even think they've confirmed if they're actually going to put one up or not. I mean, 
you won the you won an NIT, right? Like, I know some people are like, oh, well, it's a good IT, but like, you won it, you know. So like, if you're gonna put up a if you're gonna put up any banner relating to the NIT, it should be a, a NIT championship banner. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know, I don't know. I will be honest. I don't know if they will. Is my short answer. But if they do, I also have questions where they would put their next national championship banner. But maybe as part of the, here's my guess. Like you talking about on the men's side or like? Yeah, and where are they going to start putting some of these jersey retirements? They're about full up on on the line of the jersey retirements. And if you look, the national championship banners have taken up the full space there. Yes. I think it's part of the renovations that are going to be happening soon. I wouldn't be surprised if they open up some space for some other stuff. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, this one from Frank. Say what you will about the departed Les Miles. The apex of KU spring game history has to be Rick Ross under the lights. Am I right? Who is on your short list of dream performances at the spring showcase? Although I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. All right, I got to be honest. I kind of forgot that Rick Ross came to the KU spring game, whatever year that was. How could you forget? Did Snoop Dogg overtake it for you? <laughs> Nobody remembers Rick Ross because of that, I think. That's my theory. <laughs> is that why? That's my theory. Because I guess it would have been the same it would have been the same time. Or around the same time? I, I think so, right? I, I think Rick know. Ross was that spring, and then Snoop Dogg was that that following uh, fall. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. In terms of dream performances at the spring show, well, first of all, are they? Is I think are they doing that anymore? Do they have any performances at the spring showcase? No, not to my knowledge. That was the Les Miles thing. That was to try to make it more like appeal. I think now KU just has like a uh, a good enough football team that people are going to want to go on its own merit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who would you want to see? Well, I guess this depends. Like, am I am I picking someone just that I want to see? Yeah, or am like, I picking yeah, pick someone, someone that you want to see? That I think like the actual. Because at the end of the day, uh, the, Rick Ross playing was not for the overwhelming majority of the fan base. It was for the players and as used as a recruiting tool. Yeah. So if I want it as a recruiting tool, I'm just gonna talk to you know the captains of the team and be like, hey, who's everybody listening to nowadays? If I want it for myself, um, I don't know. This yes, is almost just like who would you rather see a concert? It's your of, own right? personal concert. What do you, who do you want to see? Who do you want to see? I don't know. I'm going to the the Billy Joel concert when he's coming to Kansas City in a few months. So I don't know. That's right okay. up there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't know. This is just gonna <laughs> get a conversation of like, what type of music do you like? Listen, I don't know. Elton John can come by. You're like, I don't know. Look at some old rap. Like I'd love to see Nas. If if I'm getting into rap, like my favorite rapper of all time is Nas. Like okay, I don't think Elton do John would be a good recruiting one. No, it wouldn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, is this for me? <coughs> I'll 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 go see a Bon Jovi concert. Cool, that'll work. You know. But like, if it's Dude, for the bon players, it's like completely a different answer. Bon Jovi's like a hundred. Completely different answer. He's like a hundred. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was that beep? Where did that come from? What? You didn't hear that? Like the? Is that just me? Anyway. Okay. Okay, uh, this one from Jayhawk for Life. Would you rather be a blue blood in college basketball or a blue blood in college football? All right. This is this on its face is an interesting question, but I think and I'm this is gonna sound biased, but I think the answer is pretty obvious that you would want to be a blue blood in college basketball. Because being a quote first of all, how often do you hear the term blue blood used to refer to college football programs? Pretty much not never, if That's not a good very point. often. So, like, being a quote-unquote blue blood college football program doesn't mean anything other than just that you're a good college football program, right? Like, 
It just, it's just, it doesn't really, it doesn't really. But the I get the sentiment. Really I do get what you're saying that it's definitely so, discussed. But way if more. you're a blue blood in college basketball, you are like one of the top five college basketball programs of all time, mm-hmm. right? That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. And it gets talked about way more. It's like it's. I think it's it's way more of a big deal in terms of like recruiting, right? Because like you could say, oh well, Alabama is the blue blood of college football. Well, Alabama is going to get all the best recruits anyways, right? That's not necessarily the case in basketball. But if you're a blue blood, boom, there you go. You already have it. So I think I think it's I think the to be that term, quote unquote, blue blood, is way more valuable in college basketball than college football. So I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I, I do like that argument that, yeah, it's not really talked about as much. Like it's just like, oh, Alabama is good. It's not really as much as basketball where it's like, oh, the blue bloods, right? Um and I do think there is a part of me that, and I think this can apply for both coaches at the college level. It's more about your coach than anything at that point in time. I actually think I would argue football, though. Okay. For me, how often do you see non-football, like the the what we would consider football blue bloods, okay. win the national championship or make the college football playoff? Very little, Basically right? Basically never. Right. Whereas how often do we see traditional football so, schools do well in the NCAA tournament? It's a lot more than you think. Alabama this year, Texas this year. Um so you you're go saying back to like Texas Tech playing for the national title game. So you're saying that if you're a blue blood if you're a quote unquote blue blood in college football, that means you're gonna be a in this the CFP or in the conversation for the CFP like every year. That's how I view it, right? Yeah. Like, don't you? But is that because, kind of of the, of it? because of the NCAA tournament with right, the it's more random. Stuff. Yeah. Right. So sure. if you're a blue blood so in college just, football, you're just talking strictly. I want to win national championships. Yeah. I mean, from that standpoint of like, and it's I, like, I, I guess for blue blood schools, that's that's right. That's the expectation. the standard. That's well, the standard. I, and I guess this is part of it too. I think that from the blue blood level of things, because of the randomness of the tournament. You can, like, I guess I would say it is easier to be a blue blood football team that ends up having a good basketball team, maybe not sustained success, but a good team that given year than it is for a blue blood basketball team to have a really good football team. Because think about it. Yeah. We, we have seen those years. Well, like that's Florida. football is what generates more revenue. Exactly. Florida, Ohio State's had really good years here or there. Maybe it hasn't been every year. Like, they yeah. missed the tournament this year. Yeah. But they've had those years where they have been one seeds and stuff. Yeah. Whereas... You don't see those years where Kansas... I mean, we had the Orange Bowl in, in 2007, but we don't see those years that often where Kansas wins 10-11 games. Yeah, and like Duke is not very good in football. Yeah. Uh, so you take what you are, but, know. you know, I, yeah. I think to me it would be the football one. Interesting. This one from Jackson. How many strokes would you need to make the cut at the Masters? Okay, so is this saying, like, how many opportunities would I need personally? So... Basically, strokes because uh, you're not a big golfer. So uh, I'm not a huge golfer. Yeah, so, but I understand strokes. Yeah, so it's like if if I were hypothetically, if I were a scratch golfer where I'm I'm shooting consistent par, which that's not true. But if if that were the case, and you consistently were shooting eighty, then I would be giving you eight strokes. So okay. in theory, the 2022 Masters cut. So it's like handicap. How, what handicap? Yes, would I exactly. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what it was what the cut was last year. Let's just assume. Okay, I think it was plus four. That seems really high. Um, let's okay. Let's let's say that the cut was that. Let's say the 
the cut was plus four. Okay. So that means over two days, you're playing 36 holes of golf, and you can only and be I need four to over. Plus four? Yeah. Dude, I would need like a hundred. On a on a good day, I'm in the nineties. So you would on need- a consistent day, I'm in the hundreds. On a bad day, I'm in the one tens. So you would need like twenty five. But that's on like a regular course, court, right? That's not on the masters <laughs> course, so it's going to be harder, right? Um, so if I'm shooting, let's say a one ten, for instance, at the masters, then I need forty strokes. Per day, but then plus the force. I need like 70, 70 something strokes. <laughs> if I, if I, I probably want to feel need, confident, give me 80. I probably need at least double that. If, I, if I'm playing good both days, maybe 50 or 60 will get it done, which is still just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I uh, probably need at least double that. This one from Scott. Can I get your 2024 to 2025 way too early top 10? Way, way too early top 10. Excuse me. Yes, you can, for Scott. Thank you for asking. For basketball? Yes. For okay. I, Oh, I would assume. I guess uh, I didn't know. He didn't, he didn't clarify. If it's lacrosse, Scott, I can answer that next week. All right, number 10, the way, too, way, way too early 2024 to 25. This next year will be 23, 24. So this is another year in the future. Rutgers will be number 10. Okay. Um, so Rutgers didn't make the tournament this year. They're pissed off about it. They were a bubble team. They'll get in the tournament next year. They had one of their good players was was injured. I don't know but if he can come back or not. But you forget they're also going to sue the NCAA for missing this. Oh, even better. Even better. Um, that'll fuel them. They'll go on a deep tournament run. Uh, they've been really close the past couple tournaments they've made in like making deep tournament runs. And then um, I already looked. They actually have the number six recruit in the country, weirdly enough, for 2024. So they're going to make like a sweet 16. Okay. They're going to add the number six recruit in the country. People are going to be like, oh, watch out for Rutgers next year. <laughs> Rutgers number 10. Number nine is Duke. So Duke this next year is going to be like number one. They have all these players coming back. They have a good recruiting class coming in. Yep. I think they're going to have a really good season, but then a lot of those guys are going to go pro. They'll probably bring in a bunch of good freshmen, and this will more so be like a token, like, you have a lot of talent on your team, but we don't know how that's going to figure out. Um, number eight will be the second best Pac-12 school. I don't know which one it'll be, <laughs> but whoever is number two, in the, maybe it'll be San Diego State by that point. Who knows? They'll be number eight. Number seven will be either Gonzaga or Houston. I haven't decided. Uh, Houston, I don't know who they're going to be having what coming if they back. Just fall this off year. in Big Twelve. They could, so maybe they don't be Gonzaga. But Gonzaga is like some people aren't even ranking them this next season. Really? So next season is going to be a rebuilding year. Rebuilding to what you might ask? Maybe the next season. Boom. Yeah, they're number Boom. seven. Boom. Uh, number six, someone who was average. One one tournament game and brings back four starters with a cool new transfer. Okay. So, so I, who would that be for this year? Uh, uh, I know who it would have been last year. It would have been Creighton. right? Yeah. They, were, they were average. They got like an eight or a nine seed. They won yeah. one tournament game, brought back four starters, added a transfer. Uh, wait, is West Virginia bringing back a lot? They were a nine seed. I have, uh, I have no idea Auburn. how old some of their players are. Sure. Auburn what could happen there. with Auburn? I don't know. I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Okay. So just That'll some happen. team that was like a seven to ten. Maybe team. Arkansas is that Arkansas this year? I mean, they won Could two be. games, but yeah. But well, they have some guys going to the draft though. Yeah. Uh, number five, Kentucky. So uh, Kentucky this year brings in uh, like a really good recruiting class, but I know there is some concern that the high school class this year is not maybe as good as some other seasons. So I don't know, but maybe when some of those guys will come back. They'll be good. Number four is the best Pac-12 school. So maybe Arizona, UCLA. I don't know, San Diego State, whoever. Oh wait, UCLA is not going to be in the Pac-12 anymore. Or wait, <laughs> they'll, will they? They'll be. Will they by that in point? In 2024. 
I don't know. I don't know anymore. Man, I don't know. Anyway, like best Pac-12 You're in at number four. Uh, number three, the team who most overperformed in the NCAA tournament and brings like everyone back. Whichever <laughs> team you are, congrats. You're number three. Number two will be Kansas. You could have uh, super senior, super, super senior Dewan Harris, KJ Adams. And number one, FAU. How about this? Everybody can come back except for one guy for FAU this year. The following year, they can bring back like five of the players, including <laughs> Davis, Golden, and Martin. So you thought they were high now. They go undefeated next year, bring back everybody again. They're number one. Boom. We'll get to the other questions hoot, next week. Hoot. Sorry, Jason and Lyle. That'll be next week. Who's Springer? I'm Derek Johnson. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Five o'clock hour. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. Thanks for joining us today on RCST. Earlier, Bill Self spoke with the media this entire five o'clock hour. We're going to devote to giving you that Bill Self audio. So let's start right here. Here is the first portion of Bill Self meeting with the media and uh, talking about kind of his commitment to coaching and how this was kind of a refreshing sort of thing and just in terms of his love for wanting to coach at the University of Kansas. Before you fire away, hey, I want to I want to just make an opening statement. Uh, uh, I'd like to express my gratitude and, and sincere uh, uh, heartfelt thanks for all the support, uh, the texts, the emails, the cards uh, uh, have been countless and they're certainly appreciated. And I apologize for those that I have not been able to respond to. Uh, uh, I'd like to be able to do that, but uh, I haven't been able to do that yet. But, uh, um, you know, this was a, a health scare for me uh, uh, and I certainly uh, I could not thank uh, the KU uh, health system for the uh, uh, care that they gave me, the doctors, the nurses, everybody's just fantastic. And and want to thank, uh, you know, all the supporters and, and, and everyone at KU. And, and primarily, I want to thank my coaches and my players that I thought rallied around this. And, and even though it didn't end the way we all hoped it would have, uh, certainly I thought they competed and, and uh, and, and gave it their very best when maybe there was a distraction that I certainly would never, ever want to occur. Uh, uh, you know, I've always taught my team to eliminate distractions in the most important time of the year, and here I am. I was one of them. So uh, certainly I hate that and wasn't being able to be there with them, but but uh, uh, it was the right decision, and, and uh, I'm just excited to, you know, get back to work, and I am working, and, and uh, certainly uh, look forward to everything moving forward. So. You guys have at it now, and you can ask anything you want. Except that, Neil. You can't ask that. <laughs> no, go ahead. Coach, I know under normal circumstances, this weekly press conference wouldn't have been a big deal. Um, I know it was mentioned on social media, and the floodgates kind of opened about your future and, and kind of where you're at. And Can you just touch on that and how you're feeling and kind of what your routine has been like lately? Well, on Monday, the future was the banquets on Thursday. And... Uh, I was approached saying it'd probably be a good time, good good opportunity to get before the media, before the banquet, so the banquet's not about your health, which it shouldn't be. It should be about the guys. And I said, that's fine. And so that's how the the, the, the little bit of uh, a firestorm or whatever you want to call it started on, on, on uh, social media. Uh, but there was absolutely nothing to it any more than just to address you guys and, and, and hopefully recap uh, uh, what's transpired and to also look forward to what's getting ready to happen. So, Two-part question here for you, Coach. First of all, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I haven't done a lot since, since, uh, uh, since uh, the Big 12 tournament. 
but uh, I'm exercising almost daily. I, I don't know if you guys can believe this. They told me that I need to improve my diet and exercise more. I don't know. I don't know if anybody both uh, uh, and, and been pretty diligent at that. Uh, uh, but but I, f I feel fine. I, I my energy level is is probably back to where it was prior to the episode, but not where it's getting ready to go, I believe. I believe that, I, I think sometimes we don't realize we don't feel well until we actually feel well and know the difference. And, and I'm in the process of feeling well again. So, so uh, uh, I'm excited about that. And in the second part of that question, can you unequivocally say you will be back as a head coach next year, 20th season here at Kansas? Well, unless, uh, the, uh, unless uh, my athletic director, my, my chancellor makes a decision uh, 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 to contradict that, that I am 100% positive uh, uh, I will be coaching at the University of Kansas this upcoming season and hopefully many more after that. Regarding the time off and, and having to step away, first, how hard was it? And, and second, how close were you to, to maybe getting back out there? Close at all? Uh, well, second part first, I was told that if – you know, the Big 12 tournament was out. There was no way I was coaching the Big 12 tournament. Absolutely no way. I thought I would coach against West Virginia, and they laughed at me. And then I said, well, I'll coach the next game, and they laughed at me. And then they said, well, maybe you can coach in, you know, two or three weeks. And I said, no, no, I, I, I got to be able to go in five days or whatever. And there was actually talk of, of me coaching in the first-round game. Uh, uh, but I was convinced – the doctor said there's a better chance if you coach in the first round game, there's a good chance you won't coach the second game. So they, they told me that there was a better chance you coach in the second game if you set out the first game. So I was with the team. I conducted practice. I actually did it with a microphone sitting on a chair. Uh, 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 so, you know, I wasn't active in practice. But uh, 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 before the Arkansas game the day before, there was still a concern of elevated heart rate. And, and even though you guys know I never get animated and I'm probably the most zen type coach there is in America, uh, 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 the, 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 the risk of my blood pressure elevating was something that they saw as a potential major concern. So that was eliminated. We had to win the Arkansas game for me to coach in the West Regional. What did you do? I mean, did you watch it? On television, did you stay strapped to a chair then? I, I, mean, I, I, I watched it, uh, uh, obviously, from the hospital room uh, uh, in the, the three games in the hospital room. And, and uh, uh, I watched it uh, uh, from the hotel, the two games in the NCAA tournament. And I kept a, 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 a blood pressure monitor next to me that they actually wanted me to take my blood pressure at times when I would get a little bit animated or a little bit upset because I thought maybe we didn't execute or, or the officials didn't give us a 50-50 call. So, so uh, and I did that. And it was amazing to me uh, uh, the, 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 how the body works that uh, uh, they said, well, just don't get it over a certain number. And I actually kept it under that number, but I thought the, num the number they gave me was a ridiculously high number. So I, 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 was, I wasn't doing quite as well as what I thought I, I could do because uh, uh, if I was at the game, you know, I had some, uh, some balance issues too with it, and I was at the game, you know, any emotional outbreak or, or strong yell 
or or what whatever they they thought could be something that could trigger something that could that that would be negative and set me back. So 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 uh, they were probably right. It was the right thing to do, even though it happened at the most inopportune time that could ever happen to a coach or a player. And you used the word scare a minute ago. How, how much did this scare you? How, how how serious did it feel for you? How scared were you? Well, I was never scared about uh, 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 that. I wasn't I wasn't going to be okay. But but it was a different feeling. You, you, uh, uh, I'm sure many have had it, but it was kind of like a, 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 a out of body type experience that you really don't know what's going on. You have no control on what's going on. So so it, it, it was something that I'd never experienced before, but it was never to the point where I felt like uh, uh, I was in danger. I was in such good care and all that stuff. I just knew I wasn't right. Coach over here, this can be an unhealthy lifestyle, right, coaching? You, you're traveling a lot. Well, it depends on the level of players you have. So well, if you got good players, it's not near as – Stressful. There's no truth. I mean, that's absolutely true. But is is this something where it has made you think about the end of your coaching career? Y yes, I think that's a, a very fair question. I think the last uh, uh, several weeks, I've been able to reflect on a lot of things. Okay, uh, 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 the one thing I can tell you without question, I miss my job. I love my job, and I want to do my job for a long time. That's what is positive. Uh, uh, now, for me to be as effective doing that, I think I have to, you know, wake up a little bit and and, and maybe do some things from from a, a lifestyle standpoint, a personal habit standpoint, that I've been very, very, very inconsistent with my entire adult life. So, so, and I said that jokingly earlier. You know, can you imagine a doctor telling you you need to? lose weight, eat right, and exercise, you know, and, and, and I've been told that a long time, but I'm taking that serious for the first time I probably have in, 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 in my life. So, so, uh, but to answer your question, all this did from a job standpoint was reconfirm how much I love doing what I do. So you heard self at the end saying all this did from a job standpoint is reaffirm uh, you know, his passion and everything for coaching at the University of Kansas. And you heard earlier in that portion of audio him talking about, yeah, he'd love to keep coaching here for a long period of time. And uh, certainly it'll be interesting because he is I, – I don't know what they're going to do with the wins and losses from the Big 12 tournament and the first round of the NCAA tournament game. Does that go to Norm Roberts? Does that go to the program like they did with the first four games of the season? Does it go to Bill South? I don't know. But that will impact the number. But he is within single digits of passing Fog Allen for most wins at KU. And uh, if he comes back this season, which he said he's going to now, that, uh, yeah, that should be very attainable early on in the season for KU. All right, we got more Bill Self audio that we've uh, got to get to you here on Rock Shock Sports Talk. We'll have that for you coming up after this quick break in the action with a Masters update and then a commercial timeout. Then we'll get to some more and the rest of the Bill Self audio here. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. More after this. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. We'll get to some uh, more Bill Self audio. Here is more of what he had to say. Being able to find closure when you didn't coach the last game. And, you know, yeah. even if you had, you're going to have, 
plays come back in your head and, and replay them, but did you feel like you were able to get closure even though you didn't call the shots that last one? Well, first of all, I thought Norman, our staff, did a great job. I mean, they, they you know they coached the first four games, and I was thinking this for Norm. You know, uh, 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 we had a lot of quad one wins, uh, uh, and you know they, they say that's important uh, uh, in selection and that kind of stuff, which it is. But you know, Norm coached three of uh, 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 three of those. You know, he had Duke, he had West Virginia, and he had uh, uh, Iowa State. So, so he did a great job in the games that are 50-50 type games, uh, uh, or, or maybe not 50-50, but, but the most competitive games. Uh, so we were in great hands. The reason that we weren't successful against Arkansas had nothing to do, in my opinion, of me not being there. Uh, 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 now, do I th think, could I have helped or done this or done that? Well, I think everybody would think that. I think, I think the 13th man on the bench would think, well, if you give me a chance, I could have, I could have made a play to help us win. I think, I think everybody would think that. But uh, 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 I actually, uh, uh, Dave, I'm, I'm okay with how the, the closure aspect of it, of how it ended, because uh, uh, I knew this, that those kids, whatever their ceiling was, they got about as close to it as they possibly could this year. And and I don't want to use the word overachieve. I never like overachieve because overachieve makes it sound like they did something they weren't capable of doing. They were obviously capable of doing it or they wouldn't have done it. But to win this league uh, and have those, those, those young guys compete at the level they did over a period of time, over a course of months, uh, uh, I'll remember that, and that'll be my closure more so than what could have happened on the last possession of the last game. Second question, uh, even though other coaches may love you, uh, they may you try to use this against you. You know, Bill's not going to coach again. He's not going to be the same. Have you spent some time with damage control, future recruits on everything's fine, I'm going to be okay you can come here and, and you know, I'm going to be your coach in two years. Well, the whole thing is that's you guys' job to get that out today. So, so, so uh, hopefully, that, hopefully that'll be the case. I haven't had to address this with one recruit. Now, my assistant coaches have addressed it. They've been asked that. Uh, uh, but in large part just because of, you know, rumors out there on, on social media, Twitter, or, or, or whatever. But uh, um, we've dealt with – negative recruiting for a while now. And I don't even consider this to be anything that will be hard to address whatsoever, Dave. Yeah, Neil. Coach, how tough was it to see Jalen and the guys? I mean, we, we saw them in the locker room, how emotional they were. How tough was it not to be there with them in the huddle and helping them out? Well, I, I, I think that's, that's, that's the whole point. I, you know, I, I've always taken great pride in, in uh, enjoying the moment when it counts the most. Uh, you know, if, if the game's tied with four minutes left, if, if you were going to, uh, 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 you know, register or check out my fun level, it would be at a 10 with the game tied with four minutes left. And early in the game, it may be at a four. So I love that moment. And not to be able to share with them uh, uh, the most important moments, which is are the same moments that Jalen loves and the same moments that Juan loves. Uh, uh, more than anybody else. I, I, that, that, that was hard. I, I don't want to say I feel like I let them down uh, uh, because I don't think that's really fair 
but certainly those thoughts have gone through my mind a lot because they bust their butt for this place for so long and 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 and, and bring so much joy to so many by by their uh, uh, competitive level for years. I certainly wanted to add to that and not take away from it. Bill, you mentioned just that this at least prompts you to think about the end. Was there a time where you thought that you would coast your last game or at least considered that possibility? Absolutely not. But when you say think about the end, uh, uh, I think it does uh, 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 prompt anybody to think about the end. But my end, I don't even see the oncoming train down the track uh, uh, right now. My, uh, when, when I think of the end, you think of it getting closer. When I think of the end now, after sitting out and not doing this for a while, I think of it being further away. Then you called it an episode. I'm wondering what details you'd be willing to share about what exactly did prompt you to, to go get this checked out. Well, I, 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 I probably hadn't been feeling great for a couple of days, but I just didn't feel myself. I had, I had tightness in my chest. I had uh, some balance issues. Uh, 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 you know, I, I just didn't feel right. The... I don't know if you guys were there at that T-Mobile that Wednesday. I think it was that Wednesday. I spoke to you guys. I went to the hospital soon after that. So I, so you guys saw me. I wasn't totally out of it when I was talking to you guys. But you know, there's just something about just not 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 quite being yourself, and I and I recognize that. And and uh, uh, you know, balance and and and. Uh, and, and, you know, just kind of some uh, unknown tightness or pain that I'd never experienced before. I just thought it was best to get it checked out. After what your dad went through, did that help you maybe wake up and say, look, I can't push this off even though it's March? Uh, I don't think I thought like that, Neil, because uh, my dad would tell me I should push it off, and then he would have never pushed it off a day. You know, he, he was one of those guys, do as I say, not as I do. You know, uh, 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 and I think we are all like that to an extent. Uh, but I do think the one thing that uh, has impacted me more from what I learned from him is how stress can negatively impact a life, and, and, and especially at key moments. And so I wanted to, at least in my mind and from what the doctor said, try to eliminate as much as that when I'm going through a period of time where I don't need to have that. Now, they didn't say anything about moving forward. I mean, I'll, I know I'll have stress. I, that, 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 that's not what I'm worried about moving forward as long as my body's capable of handling. And they just thought right at that moment that probably would not be the best thing. Bill, right at that very point, I mean, it, do you, would you say until this, you sort of always figured you just put stress in a compartment and you, know, you don't, don't even think about it? I mean, I, I just wonder if, if you are going to have to reassess what that's all, all about. I, I, I think that, uh, Vahe, that's, that's probably something that I, well, there's no question, I will do that. I need to uh, uh, reassess what that's all about, but I think we all do too. I, 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 I've always thought that Stress affects everybody else, but it doesn't affect me. And I've always thought, no matter what anybody's got, you know, you could put it on my shoulders, and I, I'll handle it, whatever the situation would be. I think, uh, uh, I think, you know, under the last, you know, several years, we've been under some stress uh, uh, that that you know, I think a lot of that will be removed, hopefully, in a, in, in 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 the near future. So, so I feel good about where I'm at. 
and, and, and the procedure that they did is a very common procedure. It's not like that's going to impact anyone's life negatively. All it could do is add to the quality of life. Uh, uh, but, uh, but it needed to be done according to the docs, and so I'm glad they knocked that out. And, and uh, I was probably very fortunate and lucky that there was a, uh, a chain of events that happened that, that encouraged me to go get checked out. And then when I got checked out, you know, they just handled it all there at once. And you mentioned having the conviction, you know, maybe more than ever, at least in recent years, about how much you love your job and how, how much longer you want to go. Was that at all a process or, I mean, a, a switch flipping or was it just, I, I realize this as I'm in the hospital. No, no, no. I'd say it, it was a process. I, I didn't realize it when I was in the hospital. And I don't think it's fair for me to realize it while we were still playing because I was still coaching team. I'm talking about when I got away from it. And, and, and uh, okay, what are you going to do today? Well, you know what? i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have breakfast, and then I'm going to uh, sit around and go for a walk maybe and then come back and watch TV or read or something like that. I realized then, no, this is not what I need to be doing. I need to be on the phone. I need to be living in the portal uh, 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 right now, and, and, and that's what we're doing. So... Uh, uh, and we've had a lot of a, a lot of shakeup with our team, which is great. It's not only it's a great opportunity for those kids. Like I saw where Cam going to Boise. I mean, it's great. He'll have a chance to go there and and, and impact and and do all that stuff. And 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 when kids make decisions, those, those they're making those because it's a better opportunity for them. But what that also does, it gives us an opportunity to address our needs too. And 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 you guys know. Uh, as well as anybody that covered us, you know, we have some needs that we certainly can address. Coach, last year at the Final Four, you were asked a lot about, with the retirement of Coach K, but you being one of the spokespersons now for the coaching fraternity. Uh, given what has happened in the last few weeks, do you find yourself anticipating advising younger coaches about healthier lifestyles? Well, I don't know if I'm the exact person. Uh, uh, the, the 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 picture of of, uh, of uh, healthy eating and exercising that young coaches would probably listen to, but I, I I do think I could maybe offer some things that 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 would share with them that you know uh, uh, what you do at a young age can certainly impact what you're doing at an older age. And, and, and I was probably one of those guys that never thought I would get to an older age. And just for the record, I'm not old, uh, 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 but I'm older. So, 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 uh, uh, so I, I don't know what role I'll have in that. I hadn't thought that through at all. But, but certainly uh, 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 basketball is important. Basketball is a way of life at Kansas. But – the basketball is a way of life in Kansas. How I can impact it isn't close to as much if I'm not feeling well and healthy as how I can impact it if I am. So my goal is to take this place to a whole different level that we've never been to before, and we've been to a really high level. And I know I need to have my energy, and I need to be 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 healthy and feeling good in order for us to do that. And and. And I'm, I'm believing this spring is the first step to us getting to that level. Bill, have you been cleared to travel like normal in recruiting? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've been cleared. I can, you know, if I wanted to go power lift right now, I can go power lift if I wanted to. Okay, so so I I, I can do I can do any I I can I can do whatever. You know, I I probably still bunt it off the tee, but but uh, I did that before before this episode anyway. Have you been uh, touched or surprised by the reaction of your peers? I assume your phone probably the last month has been insane. Yeah, yeah I, you know, calls not as much. A lot of text, you know, I, a, lot, a lot, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of texts. And so, so uh, I've, I've, I've still got like a, uh, I think it was this morning, 161 text uh, uh, that I haven't even thought about reading yet, you know, let alone the ones that you click on and you look at and, you know, you, you really can't respond. So, 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 you know, so, so, uh, and it's after five weeks. So, yeah, I, I've been over, overwhelmed with that. It's been it's 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 been nice, but it's time to move forward. I'm a couple questions for you right here. Can you talk about the stress level when you're not able to be out on the court when you're having to watch and not be able to make the decisions? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I game? don't know how parents do it. Uh, uh, seriously, I mean, and, and, and how can really invested fans do it? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, uh, when 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 you when you have no control, it's hard to be objective. So even me, I found out that we got ripped off on every call when I'm not there. You know, if I'm coaching during the game, I'm like going, no, no, that was a 50-50 call. That was a good call. But, you know, you watch it on TV, you watch it from the stands, you're like, oh, my God, we're just we, – we can't get a break. Uh, uh, but, but the thing about it is, as, as a coach, I, I will say this. The best coaches uh, uh, don't have near as much control as what people think we have because the players have been trained and taught to play a certain way and you trust your players to play that way. Okay, so a lot of people could say, well, God dang, they ran this great play. No, we didn't. We've been doing that for four months and they just know in this situation, you get the ball here, you throw it inside, and the guy shoots a jump hook. Okay, so, so, so it's, we, the, the best coaches don't have as much control as what you fans think they do. Now, out of a timeout, that's a little bit different, stuff like that. But as a person in a hotel room, you have no control, that which, which I think it makes it much harder to watch. When, when, we, when we played at, at uh, in, uh, where was it, Indy, Indianapolis against Duke in the, in the uh, Champions Classic, you know, I couldn't go to the game. So I'm in a hotel room, and the game was late. Okay, because, you know, it was at East Coast time in Indy, so the game started about 10 o'clock Central, so 11 o'clock East Coast time. And, and there were several times during the game, I don't have the front desk calling to tell me to sh shut up. I've got people in the hallways down the hall saying shut up during the game because you got no control. Uh, 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 so, so I do think it's much harder to be a fan. I respect that more now than I probably did before. That was more of Bill Self speaking with the media earlier today. We have even more Bill Self audio that we'll get to you after this break in the action. It'll be followed by a Masters update and then the rest of that Bill Self audio with uh, certainly some interesting off-season comments from Bill Self. That after the timeout with Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Depend on it. <laughs>
Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk. We have the finality of the Bill Self press conference audio. We'll get maybe more into individual clips of this on tomorrow's show, but here is the rest of Bill Self speaking with the media earlier today. You talked about elevating this program, continuing to raise the bar here at KU. We know that there's renovations that are coming yeah. to Allen Fieldhouse. That is a huge part of that. Can you talk about that, a timetable, anything about that moving forward? Well, we're, we're, our, our renovations with Allen Fieldhouse will not be completed this summer, will be completed next summer. So so we'll get about 40 or 50% of it done, if I'm not, isn't that about right? 40 or 50% done this summer. The following 50 or 60% will be next summer. So we're 18 months away from feeling the full impact of Allen Fieldhouse. And and, and if you can imagine, like to me, I, I, I'm, I'm biased. Uh, uh, I can't say that Allen Fieldhouse is the greatest place ever because I haven't been everywhere else, but it's the greatest place I've ever been. So, but 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 this is going to 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 amp that feeling up tremendously, and the fan experience is going to be off the charts uh, uh, for a building that's you know almost seventy years old, and you have the modern amenities of a of a building that was just open. It's going to be fantastic, and then they're also renovating our office area. So when you look at practice facilities, when you look at housing, which we have the, uh, as good as there is in the country or better, when you look at the, the arena, which is so special, and we're not going to take anything away from what it feels like to play there, uh, uh, you, you know, offices, you know, uh, our NIL program is, is, you know, we're not where we need to be or anything, but we're making great grounds on that. I feel like that, that, that right now moving forward, uh, uh, when you say, what do we need to be successful? Uh, we got it. In the past, when you'd ask me, what do we need to be successful? Well, we need to get this, this, this done. So I feel as good about it as, as I ever have. We've been good for a long time, but I can't imagine us taking a step backwards, maybe sideways, but definitely not backwards. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Uh, yeah, Glad to see you're doing too. better. Uh, and uh, a basketball question. The way too early basketball polls are out, they have you guys are like a top 10 team. Just wondering if you can give us a way too early state of Kansas basketball. Well, that is a way too early state because if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, you lose, you know, you know, you, the, with the starters that you're going to lose, even though it hadn't been announced yet, but we're going to lose starters. I know Grady announced, but 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 Kevin and, and, and Jay Will haven't made announcements yet. And, and, and I don't know exactly what – they are, but I know the direction in which they're leaning. Uh, uh, we got to get some work done in the portal. We, we, we you know, we, we, we've got four commitments, and those four commitments I'm excited about. I mean, we got good players coming, but you return Juan, you return KJ, uh, uh, who two incredibly important pieces that every championship team needs. You know, you got Ernest, you got Zuby. Uh, 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 Kyle, we, we, we still don't know exactly what the situation is with Kyle, but everybody else is gone, which creates opportunity now for us to go out and try to recruit three of the best players in America to come in here and fill those spots. So uh, uh, we've got work to do before we're a top 10 team, but I'm, 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 I'm really hopeful, you know, within weeks, uh, uh, everybody would say they should be ranked higher than a top 10 team. So. You mentioned filling those three spots. What exactly are you looking for? I think we need, uh, obviously, we, we, we need some, some height on the perimeter that can shoot, you know, hopefully playmaking, athleticism. You know, we want guys that shoot 40% from three, 
60% from two and 90% from the line, and they're more athletic than everybody else, and they never turn it over. Okay, that's that's what we want. Okay, and and and, and then and then we need a big guy. We need a big guy to go out and get 20 and 10. You know, so if we could get that done, then I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. But but uh, uh, but but certainly, I, f I feel like we're in on, in on some good kids. Yeah. With Grady in particular, just what was the conversation like with him? I really didn't have conversation with Grady. That 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 deal was done a long time ago. So 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 I I I, I, I talked to his mo mother and father for a long time for uh, a couple hours. We visited, had great talk and everything. But the reality of it is, it's time for him to go. I mean, he's projected to be top eleven right now. Is that about right? Huh? Eight to eleven. Have you guys looked what eight to eleven pays next year in the in in? I mean, so so and then you add twenty percent on top of that because everybody can make twenty percent more than what their base would be. So so I mean, it's time for him to go. Uh, 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 he did exactly what we hoped he he would do. I'll be I'll be candid. I didn't know he was a one year guy until probably we played Duke. And when he when he made those those last three plays at the end of that game. He did it off the three. He did it catching a lob and moving without the ball. And then he did it uh, 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 in, a, in a drive with the ball in his hands. I'm like, going, well, he just showed it. He just showed a glimpse of what he can be. So, and his best ball is so far down the road. But but uh, uh, he, it, it's time. Jay Will, it wasn't time. It's time for Jay Will now. It's time. He can't be better than being a first team All American, averaging 20 points uh, 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 a game. I mean, he, he's done. Exactly what 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 uh, uh, he dreamt to do. So uh, you know, it's it's time with the, with him. So what is it about the job that has at least mentally re-energized you? That you know, you, it prompts you to say you want to do this for a long time. Uh, uh, you play golf. What do you do as a hobby? Um, play with the kids. This is this is okay. The play with the I kids. Have. That's great. You take playing the kids away from you for a month. Would you miss your kids? Would you want to play with them more than you ever have? Absolutely. That's exactly how I feel right now. That's good. And then do you still have limitations on what you're able to do? Just no, I have no limitations. None. Uh, 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 I, I have some some self-imposed limitations. Uh, a marathon is not in the mix, and, and there's some things like that. But, no, I have no limitations on, on, on physical exertion or anything like that. Coach, I had the chance to talk to Ocha after played in Oklahoma City about a month ago, and I asked him what his favorite Bill South story was. He told me it was in the championship final last year when DeWan stepped out of bounds, and he told me that was the first time he saw you where you didn't know what to do, whether to foul, whether let the play continue. What do you remember from that moment? I remember that I was totally calm and cool, and I, I, I think Ocha is totally off base on that. Uh, that 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 moment uh, to answer your question, I told the kids to foul. I spent five minutes telling them how to foul, and then you know, uh, uh, do you guys remember the show Hoosiers? When when they they uh, uh, he 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 draws a play up for somebody other than Jimmy Chitwood, and and all the guys are looking in the huddle like this when he said do it, and then Jimmy said I'll make the shot, and then he changed the play. That's exactly, but it was Jalen Wilson. Jalen Wilson said no no we ain't doing that. We're gonna screw it up. We ain't doing that. I said, well, what did we do? And he said, we're guarding them. We're going to play it out. We're going to guard them. And so, so Ochai's right on that part. Uh, uh, they did, they, they, uh, if I, I knew what I wanted to do, but at that moment, I probably looked like I was totally clueless because the players ran that huddle without question. Coach, you talked about 
Jay Will and McCuller. Um, timing for, for Wilson is obviously good for all the reasons that you said. McCuller is kind of an interesting study in that he's got a COVID year to spend. Mm -hmm. Have you had conversations with him on how by staying, Jalen elevated his game and yeah. Kevin could offensively uh, perimeter game? There's there's ways that he could grow his game because right now it doesn't look – he'll get in somebody's training camp. It could be a two-way contract guy, but right now yeah. uh, he could improve his status by staying. Well, I, th I think there's no question that, that Kevin McCuller could help himself by staying. I think in his mind, he was a five-year guy. You know, for him to come back and make it's his sixth year. So, 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 and I've talked with Kev. He knows. I've talked to uh, his mother and father. They know. Uh, uh, I've talked to people close in his camp. They know. And uh, uh, Kevin will make the decision when the time's right. But, but he's certainly going to go through the process and and see what they say. Uh, the other thing is. Uh, uh, you know, two-way guys do pretty good. You know, they do they, they do they do really well. When you if you're they don't do well compared to a, an NBA guaranteed salary, but they do really well compared to going from the the, the uh, a collegian to actually making some money. And so, you know, last year he had two or three opportunities that were guaranteed to him to be a two-way guy. So there'll be other opportunities, but he'll get in the camp, he'll get drafted. There'll be a, a lot of things that 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 uh, uh, are out there for him that he's just got to investigate for himself. Uh, uh, we're approaching it like everybody's gone. I think you have to, and so we're we're out there trying to recruit, recruit, recruit. Although there's been no decision that's been made on what you know he's doing. That was the rest of Bill Self at his press conference earlier today. A lot of great comments talking about the commitment to coaching, his love for the sport, about some of the offseason stuff as well from Bill Self. We'll break it all down on tomorrow's show. That'll do it for this edition, though, of RCST. You can check out anything you missed in the Best of RCST podcast wherever you find any of your podcasts. Have a good one. Later.